Hi, all out there. Today is part two of Dr. Mandy. And if uh, for some reason you missed part one, please check that out on our podcast and have a listen to that before then. And today we're going to keep jumping into boundaries, into what's happening in our relationships when we're talking to other people, when our kids are seemingly mad and angry and uh, saying hurtful things to us, what is actually going on and what can we do to interrupt the cycle? So you definitely do not want to miss this. There was a time in my life when I was overwhelmed and underwater. Those days are the inspiration for this podcast. This is by far the ultimate healing journey for all of us. Healing ourselves emotionally, spiritually, and physically is paramount to this journey. From this place of grounding, we can all go out into the world and change all our interactions and relationships. We can engage people from an integrated and resourced place. This is a journey of coming home to ourselves. In today's episode, we'll start to explore some of these issues. Let's begin the healing journey today. Welcome to the Family Disappeared Podcast. Remember, I was at sushi with my youngest daughter. She had to be like five or six years old. And I was just starting on this journey of self-discovery. I was just starting to see my family system disintegrating to a certain degree and experiencing some forms of disconnection, alienation, whatever word you want to use. And as you know, I'm a big tent kind of guy. All these words have a place and sometimes they're not useful and sometimes they are, but it doesn't matter if you're disconnected, estranged, alienated, just struggling with your kids or grandkids and figuring out how to connect this, the show is for you. So I'm sitting at sushi with my youngest daughter and somehow she knocks over a glass of water and I can see her like body, like retract and get really, really scared. And what I did is I got a napkin and I wiped it up. And what I would say to you is this is after I started to work on myself, I joined a 12 step group and you know, the 12 step group that's available to you is PAA, which is parental alienation anonymous. And there's always a, a link in the show notes to that. But I'd started at a group and I'd started working on myself emotionally and spiritually. And when my daughter spilt the water, I just wiped it up. And the reason I just wiped it up is because I was present. I was in my body. I wasn't dysregulated and it was just a glass of water. And the old me, if she had spilt the glass of water, would have been, hey, what are you doing? That's not cool. Maybe I would have done something else. And clearly, her nervous system expected me to act a different way. And I remember specifically seeing her kind of like shrink up a little bit and get a little bit scared. And I didn't understand why at the time. But as I've done my work, I've, I've come to understand that, you know what? She was programmed by my tone of voice, by my reactions when I felt stressed or upset about something to kind of like withdraw and, and protect herself. So I cleaned up the mess and we continued with our meal. And I acknowledged like, wow, you know what I mean? I can see like how possibly in the past that if you spilt a glass of water, or did something wrong, I must probably acted really loud and, and maybe too much. And, and, and that must seem scary to you, you know, and it was just a place to connect and everything that Dr. Mandy's talking about on the show today. And the last episode is these ways we habitually show up in our children's lives and other people's lives. And we don't even know that we're bringing some energy or creating some sort of harm or some sort of pattern. And the neat thing about the mind-body work and the somatic work is it's a way to integrate a different way of being. And none of us are defective or bad if we've done any of these things. We're just doing the best we can from what we learned. And now we have the opportunity to interrupt it and be a different mirror, be a different role model, be a different kind of person for, for anyone in our lives that we're all struggling with. At the end of the show, 
I'm going to give you some really cool takeaways. So when you're in a situation that feels highly charged or emotional, you have an extra tool to work with. In the last show, we gave you a couple real subtle tools to work with. And if you haven't heard those, go check the show. Let's get into it. Hi, my name's Lawrence Joss and welcome to Family Disappeared. And today's episode two or part two of a Dr. Mandy and the mind-body connection and somatic therapy and so much other rich stuff. So what we're going to do is we're going to jump right back into Dr. Mandy. And if you want to learn more about Dr. Mandy and you didn't hear the first episode, her link to her bio is in the show notes. Definitely check those out and uh, let's get into it. I'm Dr. Mandy Sheher. I'm a somatic therapist and coach, and I developed the healing framework, which is a mind-body integration approach, and it really works with people to support them to learn to regulate their nervous system. And I'm really happy to be here today, and we're going to talk a lot about nervous system regulation in parents and in children. You know, when you were talking, it was making me think that, so the goal isn't to not have conflict. Okay, we're going to get dysregulated. We're going to have conflict with our kiddos. We're not going to be perfect. You're not going to be perfect. It's just how you hold it, how you hold the experience and help the child to process it. So yeah, if it's not held, then it's going to be convoluted. It's going to be like turned in. It's going to be internalized. The kid can't process such complicated and complex emotional states. So if you just hold it, yes, you can have conflict. And if you just hold it and help them to process it, this is good modeling. And it's not that you have to be perfect. Again, because you, you didn't learn the skills necessarily. So you might be learning them as you go. And that's okay too. Yeah, there's no shame in just learning this as an adult. And again, I think this is really important to re reiterate over and over again. Like when we're dysregulated and we're in this one of these conversations, it can be with a child, it can be with a young adult, it can be with your boss, you know, it can be with your parents. Like it's the same thing over and over again. And that's why we talk about in recovery, like the emotional and spiritual recovery. And it's every single relationship. Yes, we're hyper-focused on our kids and our grandkids and other family members, but it's everywhere we go, there we are. And we get to practice this over and over again. And the great places to practice it is in the um, environments where it's not really, 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 really high stakes. It's just somewhere with a friend or at a market and something happens and you go, whoa, what came out of my mouth and you can take a second and you can clean it up and you can say, Hey, yeah, that, that was inappropriate. I'm just going to take a second and come back. You know what, whatever it is, I just think it's really important that this is every relationship and especially with young adults, adult and parents and other family members, like everyone in the family system was raised a similar way and no one necessarily has the skill sets and the coping mechanisms unless they're actively working on it. And the more environments we show up integrated, the more all our relationships will change. Like so much of my change with how I communicate with my family has come from practicing it around other people. Absolutely. And and also like the more you practice, the better you get at it. So I still recreate the same scenarios with people. And you know what though? I definitely don't stay there longer and I recreate them less often. So again, it's, you're not going to be perfect. These, pad, these things are in us. These ways of being are in us. They've been with us for a long time. So you're just going to learn to manage it a little bit better. And like Lauren said, practice makes perfect. So find some safe folks. The PAA community is a great place to practice that. 
and you'll definitely see some improvements if you even just start to implement small things. It doesn't have to be complicated and big. So just start small. Love it. And, and Dr. Mandy, I, I think that you're offering a free training so people can get some basic ideas and information about what this looks like and how it would feel in their body. Can you just talk about that for a couple seconds before we jump into the next question? Oh, yeah. I've got a, I've got a free training on um, nervous system regulation. And in it, you'll learn all about how the nervous system states were set up in our family of origins. You'll learn some, you know, how the body and breath can really play a role in healing that. And it's just a really simple, basic, like the healing framework is very simple and efficient. And so I'm offering that free training. I'm going to drop it on Lawrence's website for you. Yeah. And I'm also going to throw it into the show notes so you can literally click on it right now. You can click on it after the show. You can get some more information and see what other kind of cool work Dr. Mandy is doing out there. So we're going to jump into an interesting word here that not a lot of people might understand, and it's inundation. So my understanding of inundation is I'm having a conversation with my adult child, and I'm, again, have a lot of energy or there's something going on, and I overwhelm my child, and that's called inundation, correct? And if that is correct, which I'm hoping I get an A, can you also talk a little bit more about what inundation means as from a professional point of view? A plus, 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 plus. Uh, Boom. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Lawrence, you've done your homework. Inundation is kind of what we've been talking about pretty much. It's when a child becomes overwhelmed emotionally. However, I guess the the main difference between what we've been talking about and inundation is so first, when kids are little, they really need space. They need space and freedom to explore and individuate away from the parent. And so if you have a child who has overprotective parents and they're constantly in that child's space, then the child won't have their own individual space to really explore and figure out who they are. And so a child might develop inundation anxiety, which is basically when other people are in their personal space, they start to feel overwhelming anxiety. And when that happens, they push people out of their boundary in their circle because they feel threatened by it. So this inundation anxiety can in part be caused by a parent who essentially lacks boundaries with their child and is constantly in the child's space. It could also be a parent who hasn't learned to meet their own emotional needs. And so they're really looking to the child to meet their emotional needs. And this creates a sense of overwhelm in the child because obviously they're just a kid and they can't hold the experience or process those complex adult emotions. I just want to take a pause here. I just want to take a step back because this is really, really important. A parent that is dysregulated or needing their child to kind of calm their nervous system gets too close to the child and the child feels inundation. And I want to tell you this, that all of us as parents at some time are looking for our kids to get certain needs met, right? But when it gets overwhelming and continuous, it's going to inundate the child. And even when it happens once in a while, it has the same effect. So this is not going to label one parent as good and one parent as bad. These are mechanisms, coping skills, and ways we all communicate. So this isn't villainizing anyone. This is getting to notice where I show up and where I inundate my children or I inundate someone else. It's not about anyone else. Else's work. It's an opportunity to interrupt how we show up. And if we start interrupting how we show up, 
we have an opportunity to affect everyone in the family system. And I'm going to say that one more time. We have an opportunity to affect everyone in the family system by understanding what's happening and why the child's reacting or the adult or the grandmother is reacting a certain way. Parental alienation, estrangement, erasure, disconnection is, is we're adding to the inertia of say parental alienation, we're helping push that forward. When we're acting this way, we become part of that system because we're trying to get the child to regulate ourselves because we just want them to love us, not to leave us. We just don't want to be abandoned, but we're teaching them that this is how the world works and that they can't handle it. I'd also say that it isn't just that the parent wants the child to love them. I would say that that is probably what they learned in their childhood. So that might just be how they learn to regulate. Maybe they had a parent who soothed themselves by talking to the child about their emotional needs too. So I think it's, it's a way to regulate their nervous systems and soothe themselves. Yes, they want that child to love them. And I just, I think, yeah, it might be a little bit more than that, just like what they learned. And again, nobody's, yeah, I, I don't think anybody intentionally goes into this. There's no shaming here about that. We're all just repeating behaviors that we've learned. So yeah. And, and as you're talking about that, again, I'm feeling into my body. I'm feeling it tighten up. I'm feeling it contract. And, and just really what you're saying is true. Like that's how my parents taught me how to communicate. They came to me with those situations. And then I go to my kids with those situations and I perpetuate that down the family line. So thank you for correcting me. I feel like I got a C on that one, but I'm, I'm working hard here, you know? Notice I didn't bring you. Uh, <laughs> you didn't. Yeah. <laughs> Ouch. Before we move on, Lawrence, I just wanted to say that even if this situation is happening, a parent can still change the way that they interact with the child. And, you know, one of the best ways to do that is by doing their own work. And also, it's just it's super important as a parent to allow your child the space and the freedom to develop who they are as an individual it's okay for a kid not to just constantly be in the space of the parent. They need that time to really learn to be with themselves and to feel safe with themselves and to know that if the parent's not around, they're going to be okay too. So if you're a parent and you do struggle with that, one of the things that you can do is just kind of take a look at it and look at what it is about you that, not you, but like what it is from your family history. How did you learn that behavior and maybe start to take care of yourself in that way and, and see how you can remedy that? So we are running out of time here and there's a couple more things that I want to get to. I don't know how in depth we're going to get into them. And hopefully Dr. Mandy will be kind enough to join us on a later episode to dig into some of these a little bit further. But I, I wanted to bring up the idea of splitting or cutting off you know, and uh, do you want to talk about that a little bit? Like what you would say that, and this is relating to a child, a young adult, even an adult or even a grandparent, like what, what is splitting or cutting off? How, how would you define that? So splitting is really about the child's inability to have dialectical thought. And dialectical thinking is really just being able to hold two opposing thoughts that are true. So during a divorce, if the parent's are having some conflict and maybe one of the parents is talking about the other parent in a negative light and the child might not be able to hold this negative image of the parent that one is talking about and still have a relationship with the parent because the child will have like this internal conflict like, hey, my one parent doesn't like my other parent, 
but I love this parent and I don't know what to do with that. And so this feeling can be really overwhelming. They're not quite sure how to integrate these two realities. And so they might just split off from it and basically just cut that part of themselves off and disassociate from that part of themselves. And unfortunately, they're not just disassociating or splitting off from that particular part of themselves. They're going to end up disconnecting from their whole selves because we can't just pick and choose what parts of ourselves we'll pay attention to or not. So when we start cutting off pieces of ourselves just because we don't like them, we're going to end up feeling disconnected from ourselves. So that's one of like the tragedies of the splitting piece is that the child might not have this sense of self because they've cut out pieces that they could not find a way to integrate. So just to summarize what I heard you say is that the kid can't hold two different realities or young adult and again, or grandmother can hold two different realities at the same time. So they need to split from one of the realities and they let go of their authentic self and they split into this other kind of world. And it's a survival technique. They're trying ultimately not to die. They think that it's a crisis and this is the only strategy they have to get through what is ever happening, correct? Absolutely. It's just a survival mechanism and they're basically ghosting a part of the themselves and whatever is attached to what they've ghosted is is now gone and they only are acknowledging the one reality that they're able to navigate fantastic and, and thanks for taking a couple minutes to discuss that and for, for anyone out there i want to share a really great resource and i'm going to put this in the show notes also there's a professional out of the uk her name is karen whittle and she writes a bunch around splitting and has a blog and her husband nick whittle has a phenomenal video online about splitting and it really takes you through a child-centric view Right. So most of the time I'm thinking, I, I, me, me, I want to get my kid back. Why don't they love me? All the stuff. And the neat thing about what the Whittles do is it's child centric. They really take you through what's happening to the child, young adult, adult developmentally in their brains and why they're doing this. And for me personally, once I started to understand the mechanism, it opened my heart up. You know what I mean? I didn't have to forgive my kids. I didn't have to have resentment with my kids because there was nothing there. They weren't doing anything to me. They were literally putting on a parachute and jumping out of a plane. They just didn't want to die. So it's, it's great stuff. Look that stuff up. Check it in the show notes. If you want some relief, this is one thing that can give you a tiny bit of understanding of what's actually under the engine and what's really moving and pushing and popping and dinging instead of you just seeing ding and think your kid hates you. It's really great stuff. Mm, I love that. It's Lawrence because I think, yeah, you, again, you bring up a good point that like this isn't about the child shouldn't be shamed for any of this. You know, the child is just trying to protect themselves. They're just trying to survive. They're feeling very overwhelmed. They're just doing whatever they need to to survive their situation. So I don't, it's not that they've done anything wrong or bad. And, and yeah, so, and they don't hate you. So Dr. Mandy, getting back to the healing framework, what do you want to tell us about the healing framework that would be really incredible for parents, grandparents, even children that are experiencing some disconnection, alienation, estrangement from their parents, you know, like this vortex goes in every single direction. Like today, we're talking a lot from the parents' perspective, but we have alienated children, estranged children out there that are struggling to connect with their parents that don't really understand how everyone's playing a part in the framework. So I want to call those people into the conversation and, and maybe even apologize that I didn't acknowledge that part of the dynamic earlier on in the show. But getting back to the healing framework, what 
can someone expect from the healing framework and how could it possibly lead to some change or at least some new tools and resources for, for folks to start using? Well, like I mentioned before, the healing framework really supports people to learn how to regulate their nervous systems so that they can learn to respond rather than react. And the healing framework works to uh, support people to regulate their nervous systems and it teaches really basic tools to help do this. And by learning those tools, someone can one, regulate themselves, and then two, they can enter into different interactions from a more regulated state. And if you have kids, this is great because then you can learn to model these regulation tools. And also with the healing framework, I think it's important to, because we all come from different families, we all have different things that set us into different nervous system states. And so the cool thing about the healing framework is we really look at the strategies that you used as a kid to protect yourself. And so we can actually identify specific patterns and themes and strategies that you use to protect yourself. And so we can start to identify your specific nervous system states that developed from your family of origin. So I think that's really cool because then you're not like you can like almost ex like expect to become dysregulated during certain events. You can anticipate it. You'll start to know like, oh, wow, that really dysregulates me. That really triggers me. And then you can look at where it came from and you can actually start to heal that within yourself so that you become less triggered by it. And so I think that is really useful for anybody. That is some meaty stuff, a lot of nuances and different layers. How exciting. And anyone out there, there's going to be stuff in the show notes. So you can jump into the free training that Mandy has. And you can also check out the, the healing framework, see what else is offered. And just to kind of recap, like we covered a lot of stuff today. Hey, if you show up in a situation and you're feeling anxious or nervous or you can't feel anything, take a couple breaths, get back into your body, stomp your feet, feel a way to just get regrounded start to notice when you're having repetitive arguments with people, your mom, your sister, your brother, your child, like start to notice those moments. Something's happening in your body. Someone's dysregulating someone else. And it could just be the whole family system is kind of like flipping on its side. But this is a way to interrupt a lot of those different interactions. If you get irritated at the market over and over again, be curious what's happening. And all these places will influence every decision going forward. And, uh, and there's so much more. And Dr. Mandy, if you just wanted to take like a last 30 seconds here and say, dear parent, grandparent, anyone that's struggling with estrangement, alienation, erasure, or any form of disconnection, this is what I want you to take away with you today. What would you say? The most impactful thing I think that anyone can do is to do their own healing work. Okay, that's what I would share. And I want to just reiterate that it doesn't have to be complicated. It can be super simple. And the main thing I would do is just keep coming back to yourself, keep coming back to your body, just check in like, what am I feeling? What's going on? And are there any emotions coming up? And that's it, really just start to check in with yourself. It, it doesn't have to take forever. Like just that act of checking in with yourself is you connecting with yourself. It gives you an opportunity to make a different decision moving forward. So keep coming back to yourself. Keep coming back to your body. What a great way to wrap up the show. Keep it simple. 
It doesn't have to take all your time. It doesn't have to take yours. You can take small steps at a time. You can love yourself through the process and also know that we're all human. Dr. Mandy, you're officially hit rock star status. Thank you so much for taking the time to come out and chat and play a little bit. I'm a little upset about my C, but my two A's, and I think I got an A plus. I was, I'm right on board. I think you did a phenomenal job of grading those. So uh, again, thank you so much for taking the time. Thanks for having me. Happy regulating. Wow. That was a great show. And just to recap, like we learned about boundaries today. We learned about inundation and when our kids are feeling overwhelmed and what's happening for them. It's not that they hate us or dislike us. They're just trying to take care of themselves. They're just trying to find a safe space to stand on right? They're just trying not to die. So they're lashing out in words or behaviors or whatever, because they're trying to feel safe, you know? And it's really interesting because ultimately we're just trying to feel safe. And in trying to feel safe, sometimes we're taking people hostage or on a journey with us because we can't feel safe because we're not in our own bodies. And it's really great to notice as Man as Dr. Mandy takes us through the framework, all these different places that we might be dysregulating other people because we're dysregulated. And also the love and compassion in, in, in that we're dysregulated at times and the humanity in it. We talk about that quite a bit, that we're all human and, and no one's doing anything perfect and we're just trying to be a little bit better. And I would say my favorite takeaway from today is keep it simple, small steps, right? You don't need to do everything in one day. It's just a matter of practicing doing a little thing, a little time, a little day, each little piece, piece by piece. And as we start to do each piece, then the pieces start to get bigger and it starts to grow. You know what I mean? And it's a practice and then it's a slow, slow practice. So what I want you to do if you haven't done it yet is click the link in the show notes for Dr. Mandy's free training. This is awesome. It's for our community. It'll give you some basic understanding of, of how this all works, how you can implement it in your work. And she's also offering the healing framework as a training modality, which is phenomenal. I have been uh, through the healing framework and the uh, it is fantastic. It's life-changing. It's a great opportunity. And I really love that she keeps stuff simple and accessible to everyone so everyone can be met kind of where they are. And there's also a bunch of other great links in the show notes. There's a link to PAA, Parental Alienation Anonymous, which is a free 12-step support group if you're looking for a community. If you're tired of people not understanding what's going on in your life, if you're tired of explaining why you don't have connection with some loved ones with your kids or grandkids or anything like that, this community will hold and support you. There's a link in the show notes to meditation. It's a great resource, a great way to get back into your body. There's a link to nonviolent communication, which is NVC and, and such an important part of everything that we're talking about. Like we really need to relearn how to communicate, how to listen, how to understand where another person's coming from. There's also a link to the Family Hope Project, which is incredibly important to our community. It's a virtual online art gallery that is used as an advocacy platform all over the world. We need your art submissions. Everything's 100% anonymous. So please come out and support that. And finally, there's a link to a donate. We are a nonprofit. Every single service we offer is 100% free. We want as many people as possible to get access to this information as easily as possible. So please, please help us continue to be able to, to offer everything that we are doing. And finally, another way to get back into your body. So what I would like you to do is when you're 
feeling dysregulated, if you're feeling uneven and you need to take a moment from a conversation, it's okay to say, you know what, I'm feeling a little anxious. I'm feeling a little scared. I'm just going to go take a couple minutes to regroup. So that's part one. And the languaging might be different, but you're going to find yourself, whether it's at work or with your child or with your um, mom, dad, brother, sister, parent, whatever it is, there's going to be times where you just can't uh, maintain uh, equanimity or uh, uh, calmness within a conversation. It's okay to advocate for yourself and say, I'm just going to take a minute. So you're going to go find a quiet place. You're going to do what Dr. Mandy said on episode one, and you're just going to take three or four slow breaths and deep breaths in a nice deep inhale, a nice deep exhale. And then I want you to close your eyes and you're going to start to feel some different energies, some kind of like pins and needly kind of feelings in your body. And just notice Notice where you're feeling in your body. Notice if your stomach is really tight or if you're contracting your hands or something or your shoulders are up. And just start to do like a very slow body scan. Top of your head, release your scalp, relax your cheeks. You know, let go of your jaw. Maybe stretch your jaw a couple times, release that. Relax your shoulders, relax your solar plexus, let go of your stomach. Take a deep breath into like your lower belly and just go, ah. And just let it go and feel the weight of your body resting on your feet. Maybe stop, stomp your feet two or three times. Shake your arms. Let that energy come in. Get back into your body, right? And then take a couple more breaths. And usually from this place, you're going to be ready to go engage. And the neat thing about going back to engage is you might say, hey, I'm back. Let's table the conversation until tomorrow or the next day. Or you might be ready and able to have the conversation again. Either way, this really simple exercise is just you taking time for yourself to come home to yourself. And by coming home to yourself, you're going to be more able to be in a conversation and be in connection with people, especially in challenging situations. And you definitely do not want to miss the next show. The next show is going to be off the hook. We're going to have a panel of parents and we're going to be talking about what not to do. <laughs> I know that sounds silly and I chuckle because I've done so many things that I shouldn't have done, but we're going to be sharing what not to do. We're going to save you time and heartache and pain and also give you the ability not to create unnecessary harm in, in your relationship. So definitely come by, check out that show. We will see you then. Thank you for your support and have a beautiful day. And lastly, there's a link if you want to donate and help support what we're doing. All our services are 100% free. We are a nonprofit. We rely on folks like you that are getting some kind of resources out of this. So you know a family member that's struggling and you want to support having um, resources for anyone really to, to be able to use and to tap into. And thank you so much for joining the show and, and staying with us and uh, share this on any of your social media feeds. Let people know that we're out there and we're helping parents and families reunite and work on some of their stuff. And please, please share the podcast with anyone it might be useful to. Thanks for taking the time to join me on this episode of Family Disappeared Podcast. Do you know someone who can benefit from what we're discussing on today's episode? If so, please share this podcast with them and anyone else in your community that might be interested in changing their lives. Together, we'll continue the exploring, growing, and healing journey. I will see you on our next episode. Until then, happy days to all.